Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. See for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Absolutely. We appreciate Caldera Lab reaching out to us, sponsoring the show, now sponsoring the game here on Ref the District. We do appreciate them because, guys, we're not spring chickens anymore. All of us are north of 35. Yourself. You're north of 35, Trev, and I know black don't crack. Yeah. So you, got a, you got a little bit. You got a little bit more uh, to go than uh, Stoner and I. Uh, Stoner's, you know, we're, he's in the fifties, and uh, and and as you can see from my beard here, I am not getting younger either. And so, Caldera Lab is going to help us keep our skin fresh and clean. And you can For get sure. yourself the Regimen Bundle. It's a twice day routine. Transform your skin. Gets you the clean state. You start your day. The base layer. You know, moisturizer for the skin. And it just gets you good to go, or the good is for your go-to nighttime thing. So do yourself a favor, especially if you're as old as I am or as old as Stoner, or if you just want to make some fresh, fresh skin, go go ahead and get yourself 20% off with our code, RefTheDistrict, at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using the code RefTheDistrict. Unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. We do appreciate the the sponsorships uh, that we get. Helps the channel go. So we'll uh, keep this rolling here with the EB effect. Another man who is showing some youthful exuberance on the field Hmm. and really making an impact. Now, I don't know if Dantzler is leaving because of EB, Hmm. uh, but I do know EB is having quite the impact on the field for OTAs. Uh, stoner catching up on everything from your just hellacious travel experience. What mm-hmm. are, what is your first take here on Eric Bienemy and what he's been able to do just with one OTA session so far? Second one going underway right now. Uh, it's been a a huge difference that everything that I'm hearing coming out of camp from the beat reporters, from players, everybody's talking about what that effect is on individual players he's a very very detailed offensive coordinator he is a very uh he's hard on these players he will get on their butts he will hold them accountable if they don't do the right play they don't run the right play he will do it over and over and over again and so i think you're going to see that rub off on these players, especially these younger players, the the Robinsons, the uh, Rodriguez kids, the Cole Turners, and of course, most important about than anyone is on Sam Howell. So I'm excited from everything I'm hearing. I don't know how it's going to translate to points and wins, but right now it feels like it's having a very positive effect on the offense. Yeah, it definitely seems to have kind of, you know, something kind of buzz around it, but you're right. We're, we won't really see the product of all this until later. And, and Stoner, I'm going to, uh, strangely enough, I'm going to use this reference, but I'm going to move away from you into mm-hmm. Trev here. Mm-hmm. But is this kind of Steve Spurrier 4-0 and in the preseason 
type of thing here, Trev, that we're kind of experiencing. This is, are we being Ashburned again? We're just so in love with EB and we love this energy. And we, you know, as Yam saying, you know, Yam says not taking anything away from EB, but improving over Scott Turner was probably the easiest thing to do <laughs> in the entire NFL. No lies detected. Yeah, mm -hmm. no lies detected. Mm -hmm. Are we being Ashburn, Trev? Is this Steve Spurrier 4 0 in the preseason type uh, situation that we're experiencing? No, I don't think so necessarily. I think it's just that we have a competent offensive coordinator in Eric Bienemy, and he comes from an organization where all they do is win over there, no matter who's on the field. So I think it's really good to see that be implemented in our neck of the woods with our players and our coaching staff. Hmm. Attention to detail, holding players accountable. I said this last week, uh, Sam Howell threw a pick. And kind of just was like this. And EB said, you threw it, go get it. Like, go chase after him. Mm -hmm. um, he said today, I think, like, receivers, when you're doing jet sweep, lose yards. Like, he's holding everybody accountable, very attention to detail. I think we will see that translate onto the field this season. Uh, we'll probably look like an actual football team compared to what we're normally looking at when we're watching on Sundays. But I don't know if we're Ashburn. I think, I think we're just excited to know that we have an actual competent coach on our staff that's going to do the right a thing. Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. A guy who, who has coached Adrian Peterson, who won an MVP. Yeah. His coach, Patrick Mahomes, who won, won an MVP. Like, this guy has the pedigree. And I do think that there we have to see some results. One of the things I'll say, whether or not we're being asked or not, the players are buying into it as well. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's important. Huge, that's, that's a huge yeah. thing. Now – if it doesn't turn into points, you might lose the players. But right yeah. now, the fact that the players are buying into it, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that anytime somebody wants to question him, he just brings up the fingers and that jewelry. You know, he's like, Check the okay, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna question me and how I do things. Just trust me and trust the process. And I think most of the players are buying into it, and I, I'm excited for what we're going to see. No. And apparently the tempo was a lot faster mm. this season. Um, John Allen's, his interview said, I don't know if this EB effect or not, but the difference last year was like offense versus defense, no matter what. This year is like we're working together as a team mm. rather than be more of a competition against units last year. It's more of a well-rounded team. Guys are more mature and stuff. So maybe EB could have that effect for real. Mm. I think that what, maturity and level of class and professionalism to our young players. So. Yeah. Uh, and I think what we have to be careful of is those expectations. There, There is a difference between being excited about what he brings to the table and being Ashburned. Right. right? To, to be where nothing can be, go wrong. We're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't we're think we're going to go from 17 points mm -hmm. a game to 27 points a game with – basically the same offense except a, a different quarterback and an offensive coordinator. So we just have to keep our level of expectations not so high. Is he going to do a lot of good things that's going to help this offense and yes. be better than Scott Turner? Absolutely. But let's not get carried away that we're going to go from the worst offense in the league right. to the best offense in the league. But we'll look like a competent football team. Yeah. Offensively. This, this is third season in a row. We're going to just tell people you don't need to be top 10 offense. If you can just mm -hmm. be top 20 offense with this defense, you should be able to yeah. win some games. And this they've proven that year after year Absolutely. Where, uh, where they've had a good defense and they're coming out mid 
uh, and the schedule, not Trev's uh, lustrous all dubs uh, season hey, review. But yep, <laughs> I agree, seventeen to zero until otherwise. And now, if we actually get, again, like I said, just get off the floor, and yeah. uh, you guys should be improved. So let me ask you this, then, Stoner. Mm-hmm. Any player not named Sam Howell, because that's the biggest unknown. There's a lot of faith being put into Sam Howell right sure. now. Who is the player on the Washington Commanders that is going to get the biggest boost or biggest impact from EB? It's very easy to say because of what he did in that offense in Kansas City that the tight end position was so featured. I mean, you got a Hall of Famer. You have maybe, maybe the best tight end in the history of football over in Kansas City right now with with Kelsey and so that kind of translates to EB saw what a great athlete can do at the tight end position and how it can transform an entire offense and he probably wants to bring that here if he has somebody who can do that I'm not saying that Cole Turner is Travis Kelsey in any way whatsoever he is however a talented tight end physically. Can that translate? Can EBC that and take that offense and those that weapon that he has in Cole Turner, and can he make him that type of tight end? Not Travis Kelsey, but a threat that opens up everything else. If Cole Turner is a threat in the middle of the field, that changes everything within an offense if he and Sam Howell are clicking. So I think Cole Turner is the answer to that. The tight end position in general, but Cole Turner specifically. Yeah, I think they're really hoping uh, Armani Rogers would have stayed healthy because I think that's a guy that you can hear it from uh, from Rivera and, and uh, even you know the rest of the team that that was a guy that I think they were counting on being a dynamic player for this offense. So Cole Turner is going to have to step up. Trev, we got a couple names in there. TJ saying B-Rob, Big E saying Samuel, Gus Bus saying Curtis Samuel as well. Um, Uptown would, Dre saying Gibson. Who are you going with, Trev? Well, the one who's gonna- before I saw Big E and Gus, I was going to say Curtis Samuel. Hmm. I think this is the year that he could actually be unleashed the way that we asked him to be since we got him. Um, of course, he had that injury the first year we had him. And then last year, we kind of, you know, incorporated him a little bit more. You know, we thought it'd be more comfortable because he came from Scott Turner's system in Carolina to here. We thought it'd be similar, but just didn't really work out. I think what EB did with uh, Sky Moore in Kansas City, that rookie receiver last year, a lot of sweeps, a lot of, you know, disguised handoffs and stuff. I think that'll be Curtis Samuel's Curtis Samuel role this year, more unleashed and more used all over various positions on the field. Well, Big E also has a question for you, Trav. What up? Big E says, can't tell me our offense will remotely be close to what was last year. If we average 23 points per game, we win 10 to 11 games. No question. Trev, what are your thoughts? 10 to 11 games, no question, scoring 23 points? Maybe not 10 or 11, maybe 7, 8. But a lot of teams are scoring a lot of points this year. And Mm. we scored 20 last year and tied with the Giants. That's only three less than what you're saying right now. So I think if we score between like 25, 26, 27, that what was the league cool. average last year? I feel like 24 is pretty close. 24. Yeah, 23, 24 is, is league average. 27, you're getting into the elite territory. So, and, and Washington was 17.9, I believe. But we, 
our, our opponents, though, like we play the Bills, the Jets, the Eagles twice, sure. um, the Rams, the Seahawks. Like these teams put up points in their respective yeah. divisions and conferences. Yeah. So if we want to win, we yeah. If to- the defense takes a step back, you're gonna. Right. You're right. That could be potential if your offense even is at that point average. You know, yeah. 16 out of 32. You know, if your defense takes a step back, you're going to lose a few more of those games. So your defense still needs to be uh, great and your offense needs to take that step up. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. My pick for a player is going to be Gibson. I like Curtis Samuel as an answer. I I think Colt Turner is going to be overblown. I think we're going to see perhaps Logan Thomas's second best year, Hmm. which, by the way, is maybe like 400, 500 yards. He hasn't had a lot of great years. Um, (laughs) He's had one great year. He's one good year. One good year. year. So I think we're going to see a good year from Logan Thomas. Cole Turner might still take some time to develop. This is a fifth-round rookie in tight ends. You know, we talked to uh, Logan uh, Paulson, and, you know, he doesn't believe in three years, but it does take some time, especially when you're a later drafted uh, uh, player like Cole Turner was. So, uh, Gibson is a guy who I thought was going to get unleashed last year, and he right. was still productive. He was still the most productive, although he had four games on Brian Robinson. So there's yeah. there's that part. But yeah. um, I still think this is a guy who might be used as you know the J.D. McKinnon role that Kansas City has. Uh, so a little bit more in the passing game, a little bit rushing. You know, get him into open space, kind of like what you expect from Curtis Samuel. I mm-hmm. think that this is one of those things. I think both of those players kind of work in similar space. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're split up because Curtis Samuel can carry the rock. You don't want to see it too often. You want it to be a little bit more of a surprise. Uh, so that way he's not being, you know, if he's back there, he's not being stuffed. Um, but I, I, I just am excited for all of the skill positions because they're, I think they're going to get the ball in space, and I think they're going to get the ball on target because Sam Howell is, very, is accurate. Uh, but, yeah, Antonio Gibson is a guy who I'm looking to see if we can't get some of those explosive plays yeah. that we've been wanting him to get. So I, hopefully that'll be the case. I, I tend to think that I, I know a lot of people, and Trev talked about it, the Curtis Samuel deal. I, I'm on the other end with Curtis Samuel, not – him as a player i i love him as a player i don't think he has a fit in this particular offense oh no because you have two outstanding outside threats with dotson and mclaurin you have two very talented running backs in b rob and gibby yeah you have a tight end a couple of tight ends okay you only have one football, bro. You didn't say you anything have, about a slot re- wide receiver. We need right. him. And that's I Curtis don't, Samuel. I I actually don't think you. I'm do. throwing Curtis Samuel the ball before Logan Thomas. Bro, Cole he Turner, changed his number to college number. He getting he's, he's <laughs> out here like he's number four now. You know what that means? He's well, comfortable in the offense. We'll get to numbers here uh, later. Uh, I'm I'm not a big believer in that whole numbers thing, but. I just think somebody has to be the odd man out here because you can't – they're not going to have 500 yards of offense every game. The, Sam Howell is not going to complete 40 passes a game. But McLaurin is going to get his. But EB need, is going to get McLaurin the ball. I promise you, you all this. the weapons you can have to help Sam Howell be successful this year. Yeah, I, absolutely. Part of that. 
and and assuming everybody stays healthy, and I know that's not going to be the case, but assuming everybody stays perfectly healthy, I think the odd man out in all of this is Curtis Samuel. I have to I, I have to disagree and say Deami Brown is the odd man out. Well, he's he's, he's the odd man out no man. matter what. <laughs> he's a fourth. I'm just saying with the starters, with the starters, assuming you know, Deami Brown how, had five catches last year. Yeah, he can't be further out than he already is i'm just saying but it's sam house boy from college so there's that that he's not curtis samuels in a contract year though right he's balling out this year washington seems to believe in the contract years uh montez sweat uh chase young both in contract years both not at ota stoner all right it's voluntary stop that trev that that Gets me ticked off. When hey, I didn't make the camp rules, bro. That's the NFL. So why is everybody else there if it's voluntary? Because everybody else is there. <laughs> Good answer. Because that's what teams do. That's what teammates oh do. That's what football players do. They're there for the man next to them. So their what, happens, next to them. what happens if they both come back to mandatory minicamp and they both produce double-digit sacks this year? Are you really going to go back and, and pick out how they miss voluntary OTAs? Nope. Okay, what, then. Trev, they haven't done that yet. They I know they earned, haven't, but they, they have, have the same earned. agent, too. So there's that. Trev, That's they haven't earned the out. right to skip. It, well, don't make it voluntary, voluntary bro. That's, that's the, the problem. Of the NFL. That's I know. Washington's rule. I know it's not, but that's the problem. If you don't, if you want everybody to be there, don't say voluntary. Trev, I mean, don't. Why no. is everybody else there and they're not? That's some what I'm people, saying. I know some people because are there not participating. The, the others are dedicated. That's hey, to this game. That's to right. getting better. But a lot of other players aren't number two overall picks with Rich yeah. Paul as their agent. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, I'm exactly. not saying the right thing, but I'm saying like they don't have that with them too. So it's voluntary. Just take the word voluntary out and make it mandatory, we'll, ha- we'll get rid of this problem. Because you got this happening, this happening well, on other teams too, and they're not freaking out, so why should we freak out? This who's, who's not there at these other camps? I saw it on Twitter. I don't know. Some great players aren't showing up either. Cam Curl just decided well, to do unit drills this week. Last year was there and just sat on the sideline. Yeah, well, there. he – he, I know, there. I know, he's, but he's this there. is Chase Young's mo. Like, why are we surprised? And, and right this now? is this is kind of yeah, you. You exactly. point to the contract, or not to the contract. You point to his uh, agent. Him and is is the fifth year option denial? Mm-hmm. Is that off? Is that off putting to Chase yeah. in that way? He's I mean, obviously. Her. The, the fifth year option being declined is partly because this is a guy who hasn't showed out yeah. in OTAs or realistically his second year and his third year was kind of a wash. But um, so uh, the fifth year option aside, I just feel like this is a guy who has something to prove this year. If he wants to stay with this team and not showing up to OTAs tells me he doesn't care whether or not he's a Washington commander after this season. May, well, he cared last year when he missed OTAs. I so no, he was there last year. He was there. Two he was injured. Yeah, it was two years. His his uh, sophomore season that he didn't show up because he was getting his bag. My point is, even if he has a great year, he's he will be happy to sign with Washington if Washington pays him the most money. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's not playing for Washington. He's playing for Chase Young. And I think that's a little bit of a difference there. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out voluntary. there. There's nothing wrong with playing for yourself. Okay. Voluntary. A lot of great players. You know, there's great players on both walks. You know, those who are team players and those players who played for themselves. Chase Young's one of the ones who plays for himself. He still has to prove that he can be a great player. Great uh, off- or great defensive rookie of the year season. Hasn't really shown that since. That's now three years removed from that. So we need to see something from it. And we're not, he's not getting this experience where you said, Trev, that this is. This is OTAs that are different. This isn't offense versus defense. This is one team. He's not there to experience that. He's not there to see EB. This is a guy who's who people, I don't know why people use this as a as a negative thing for Chase Young, but they're like, he's a cheerleader. Yeah, I want my guy to be on the sidelines and tuned to the game and cheering people on. I want them to be like that. And here's EB who is that energy for the offense right now. And Chase Young isn't there to experience it. Now, it's voluntary, fine. But if you want to get a paycheck with this team, I just feel like you should be here for those OTAs. And, and, and Trev, there's a lot of different scenarios that you can kind of, you can kind of relate to what he's going through. But the best way I can kind of look at it is compare it to Terry McLaurin. Okay, Terry McLaurin got his bag this offseason. He got into Pro Bowl level production. He's into the top 100 of all the NFL lists. And Terry McLaurin was at the press conference when EB was announced. He didn't have to be there. He's an offensive player though. So. Okay. He's at <laughs> He's at the voluntary OTAs. Mm-hmm. If anybody on this team has any reason to not be at voluntary OTAs, it's Terry McLaurin. And I will also add in Jonathan Allen. They are captains. They lead by example. I got my money, but I'm still going to be there no matter what because I'm fighting for the guy next to me. I'm fighting with my brothers, and we're going to do this, and we're going to be great together, and we're going to show that commitment and we're going to do this as a team. And Chase Young is not about that. He's not about putting in that extra work. How do we- the best players in the world have the talent plus they have the work ethic to go with it. And that's how they get to be the best players in the world. Yeah. It's not there to are say a that billion Chase- guys yeah. with his talent. There are a billion guys with his talent. Not a billion. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are plenty of people out there. <laughs> There's hundreds the of people with this talent. Ability, yeah. But those who get to that next level are those who are working at it. Joy Bosa, the Bosa brothers. Joy Bosa went out there and said, OTAs are critical to the development of me as a player and us as a team. Joy Bosa's got his money. Cool. He's won an MVP, a defensive player of the year, and he's going to the Hall of Fame because he believes in doing everything it takes to be the best he can be. And Chase Young is just not about that. And he should be there, and it's a problem that he's not. It's not and he will never, after this year, unless he goes out and has 40 sacks, 
on his own and wins MVP, not just defensive MVP, but player of the year and everything, he'll never play for Washington again after this year, almost no matter what he does. Ooh, that's a that's a yeah. He he just won't hot, hot that take. relationship is over, bro. It's but it's new done. ownership is going to be here by the time. What if they see him like Chase Young and Ron Rivera's gone? Because apparently Ron Rivera and Chase Young aren't as tight as what they used yeah. to be first year. So it's it's what if that happens. It that's fair. That brings in a whole different a whole different equation to it, I, yeah. and I get that. But I just don't see that the work ethic and the want to be great is there with Chase Young. So what's Montez's sweat story? This, then the same time? thing, brother. Sorry. What? Same. He wants to get paid too. He didn't get a big contract in the offseason. He wants to get paid, so he's home pouting as well. Well, there yeah, you go. Okay, that's now I'm, I got to I got to step now in on that maybe one. The agent coming in and yeah. being and making a, a business decision for them to skip OTAs. It's voluntary. Yeah, this can all go away if they stop making it voluntary. I know Should all you're saying, Joey Bosa, and this and that, I know, but. Not every single person is built like that or has that mindset, and they pay attention to the word voluntary. It's just mm-hmm. what it is, bro. That's Change an excuse. Away, yeah. That's an excuse. Trev, Trev, I understand where you're coming from. I, valid, I, I agree. No, it's not. I, I agree with you, Trev, that it's voluntary, and they don't have to. And they it, don't and, have to. And, and, and honestly, I think for most players, like we're not talking about the fact that Charles Leno's not there. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's vet in the game. And at more, t- but when you're talking about players who are in contract seasons who've had some bad issues with the team, I just feel like it's important for them to be there. They don't have to be there. No That's argument. Right. They don't have to be there, but it's important. That's a great way. It, of it is. It isn't. I think it's important for them to be there. the The thing with uh, this is there's you know TJ's mis- mentioning injury. You know, we have Cam Curl out there who's also wanting to get paid. He's still got one year left on his rookie contract, but he wants to get paid. He's, he's, you know, he showed up. He didn't participate in team drills. He did individual stuff. Now he's got out there doing teamwork. And, you know, that's, that's showing me that he wants to stay here. He wants Washington to be the team that signs him. And he's showing them what he brings to the table. Or, Chase Young, or, Montez Sweat, they're okay moving on and, and getting a different bag. As far as the injury thing's concerned, D'Angelo Hall, didn't he like tear an Achilles in his kitchen? Is mm-hmm. like yeah. I mean, you can get injured Anything anywhere. And right. so it, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're doing athletic stuff or apparently being in your kitchen, um, you know, you can you can experience some kind of energy. I'm just saying it, it is important for them to be there if they want to buy into this team mentality. And it's not like it, I know a lot of people want to say, well, he's going to be there on game day when it counts. He's, he's going to do chase young. Chase young has done almost nothing in this league. He did have a good rookie year. He had seven and a half sacks. He ha- was defensive rookie of the year. Don't give me that. Okay. Okay. But he had, do seven not, and a half okay. Sacks. All right. It's more than about sacks. Year. Since then, a great year. If you're defensive rookie of the year, you had a great year. Yeah, how many INTs does Sauce Gardner have? I don't know how many. Probably less than six, and he was defensive rookie of the year. Six is a good number to have. Six is a massive number to have. (laughs) Well, so it's seven and a half sacks for a rookie. 
to Stoner's okay. point, to answer Big Simple's question real quick, if Sean Taylor was taking time off, I think we'd all be okay with it because Sean Taylor was an otherworldly player. And this is where right. Stoner has an issue. Arrived. Yeah. Yeah, he had already Stoner has arrived. an issue because Chase Young has one great year, Stoner. One great year. Okay, three seasons removed from that now. Three, year, three, three years, three years removed from that. Removed yeah. from that. And, he's done and nothing not looks great. Yeah. Well, yeah, because and, he's been hurt for a year and a half. Okay, he had one, the one year he played in 10 games and had one and a half sacks. Yeah, Gus Bus, I agree. After three years, that shouldn't be your accolade. But it, to, to diminish that mm-hmm. season... By calling it just merely good is a problem. Okay. It was a great season. I am, it I'm is three years removed. He's Sam had two not good seasons. Too, so that could be it. Hey, you got to stop blaming Sam Mills now. Okay, he's been gone, and and Chase and Montez weren't lighting the world on fire last year either when they did play, and Chase only played three games, and Montez didn't play a full season either. But it's not like they were out there lighting the world on fire. They're not, they have not arrived. It, if you are coming off of a major injury two years ago, almost two years ago now, that's even more reason that you need to be there and working on your craft and getting healthier and working with How your do we know teammates. he's not doing that, getting healthier I'm sh- on his own? I'm sure he's working out. Look at the man, okay? He works out. Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is not whether or not he's in shape. But is he getting better as a football player? And yeah. can he get better as a football player on his own or with a whole bunch of other football players? That's where you get better is in these little things, not in a gym lifting weights. Ask RG3, the weightlifting champion of the Washington Redskins when he was here. He had almost every record in that weight room but couldn't do a daggum thing out on the field. He was hurt. Uh, okay, and after he got healthy. My I'm just God. saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> Chase Young has not arrived and has not earned the right. He's going to arrive this season and he's make you eat your words. I, I hope, hope he does arrive. I hope, I hope he, he does. does. Uh, one player who was also not there, uh, which was a bit of surprise when Nikki J had tweeted this out, we found out why afterwards, is Kashmir Allen. Yeah. Uh, not their hamstring injury. Uh, yeah. We heard Gibby is also, you know, kind of banged Here up. We this go. is really early for for kind of injuries. Stoner, Trev. We'll go with Trev first, because here you go. What What do you mean by that, Trev? What do you? What do you he's always ride the daggone bike, dog. Mm-hmm. He's always got something wrong with him, his yeah. lower extremities. And I don't think it's going to be a breakout year for Gibby this year at all. I think Ron is just putting that smoke out there because he's a fan favorite and everybody's worried about Gibson's role in the offense because he said the same thing last year. We're going to get him more involved and do this and that, and he didn't do nothing. That's outstanding. So I think that Rodriguez kid is going to come for Gibby spot. Same body build, a little bit stockier, but he can do the he same did, thing as Gibby did. So, And the hamstring kid on the Allen kid, it's early. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but I'm glad it's happening now. Because it's this early in the season, rather than yeah. you know, hamstring lingers though. Know. So that's, Depends I mean, on. this is Mal. This is, is this Malcolm Kelly again, where we're just going to see him always on the bike? Uh, well, let's not get too again our expectations for an undrafted wide receiver. We got to kind of tamper. I'm, our I'm thinking of him more as our return man. I don't care about him lining up as a 
receiver. We need a yeah. good return man. That's what he was projected to be. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think he had a good chance to earn a roster spot and still does. Yeah, for sure, he still does. But again, let's not you know let's not freak out that Kashmir Allen or Armani Rogers have these injuries or whatever. Yeah. It's not the end of the season when, when Gibby like though. That. Why are you on the bike already, Gibby? What yeah. you on the bike for? Yeah, I, I, that's fair. That's In fair. OPAs, you're on a bike mm-hmm. already. That's fair with when it comes to Gibby, who has, who does have Sick a history of of injuries. Well, let's shift over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Forbes is showing out uh, right now, which is always good to hear. And then we have some news on the secondary. Rivera uh, saying right now that they're trying Benjamin St. Juice and Forbes on the inside, not Kendall Fuller. And I I believe I've been the one touting that Kendall Fuller should be staying outside here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back. Uh, The commanders, Matthew Parrish says, the commanders like him solely as an outside corner. That's Kendall Fuller. What do you guys think about the makeup of this defensive backfield and Fuller staying on the outside and Forbes showing out? We'll start with you, Stoner. Uh, I'm super excited about these, these two rookies. There's no doubt when you have a first and second rounder, and they're getting a lot of attention already in OTAs to where guys like Terry McLaurin are talking about them and Eric Bieniemy is talking about them. And, of course, the head coach is making waves with them as well. I think that's a big deal. And so the defensive backfield is hopefully going to be the strength of this team. Again, you got to worry about injuries, especially with uh, St. Juice. But these guys can play all over. Quan Martin can play anywhere, basically. He can play the nickelback. He can play dime slot. He can play outside. He can play inside. He can do it all. And so let's hope that that translates and that he's able to pick up this defense and and, and help them. I, I'm excited about the, the new defensive backfield, assuming everyone stays healthy. Uh, let's me know that we're going to keep Kendall Fuller mm-hmm. post-June 1. So. Uh, there's a lot of maybe not rumblings, but we had opinions on this show and everywhere else that he could be a uh, – surprise cut post June yep. one, but it seems like he ain't going anywhere. Uh, it's good to hear Forbes and Quan Martin being ball Hawks flying over, all over the field. That's great. I'm not getting way too excited. I'm not getting Ashburn because they're going to get the same people every day. No pads. Mm-hmm. Um, same looks every day, but it's still nice to hear, but I guess to piggyback from the offense, we all picked the player. I'm going with for and Mathis on this defensive squad. Um, coming off that knee injury. He's getting a lot of attention right now, showing a strong recovery from that. looks great Um, because they're going to need that, especially if our two edge rushers aren't going to be there. I guess we're going to have to get our rush from the interior, and John Allen and Deron Payne need a break. So that's really good to hear for Darren Mathis. But as long as that pass rush can get there, then that makes our DB core even stronger than what they're showing in camp. So I'm excited. How's how's the pass rush going to get there if they don't even show up for voluntary OTAs? Because <laughs> they show up when it matters, bro. Hey, they'll show hey. up at mandatory. They'll show up. Okay, mandatory. they haven't. They haven't yet. But let's just. I'll be concerned for real if they don't show up to mandatory because that's well. Yeah, they they, they will. They will. They don't want to take the pay the pay hit, especially as they might be unemployed next year. They'll both <laughs> find a spot. But Kevin's saying that uh, Kevin likes the rookies inside versus Fuller or St. Juice. I agree. Um, I'm okay if St. Juice moves inside more so than Fuller, but I like those two on the outside. Um, Question. Gus Bus keeping Fuller allows us to stomach any BSJ injuries. Mm-hmm. And Gregory, thanks for uh, chiming in today, Gregory. 
tra- uh, Gregory saying, how do you draft a CB for slot with a 16th pick? The thing is, is that 16th overall pick is still going to see probably upwards of 65% or more of your defensive snaps. And I think that's a fine thing to spit at 16th overall pick on. Now, also, is it our DBs are actually ball hawks or is it because our new defensive back coach is putting him in the positions to be ball hawks? Because I, I love Chris Harris. And I know he likes nice things. I was just saying we never got INTs, but we're hearing a lot of DB talk coming out of OTAs mm-hmm. more than what we've experienced in the past OTAs. Is that coaching or is it the players or both? Or, like, I've, I've asked this question every offseason. Or are you getting bad quarterback play? True. It's it's hard to decide. It really but is. It, it does seem like it does seem like that you're getting you're getting Both. what you expect out of Sam Howell. You get some ups and you get some downs, especially this early. Yeah. But you are seeing what these DBs, especially <laughs> Forbes, can do and then being that ball hawk. Uh so I think that's I think it is more I don't think it's coaching as much as it is players this is why they were drafted this is this is why they were drafted was that Mm -hmm. they were they they have a nose for the ball now it's interesting stone that you bring up the qb play in there sam howell has kind of had some up and down there's been some pretty electric moments that we heard about from last week this week so Mm -hmm. far looks like a little bit of rockier start uh but trev sam howell's your boy you're 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 a howler with me what do you make of his OTA so far? Terry McLaurin saying good things. Of course, you're going to say good things about your teammate. Ron Rivera talked about his leadership today. I mean, these are all things that you want to hear about your young QB. But what do you make of some of this, you know, maybe downside that we've been seeing as well? Um, expected. He's, he hasn't had this pressure this year like he, like, like he didn't have last year. Now it's, he's QB1. So that adds pressure since, I don't know, since the Super Bowl ended, he's been labeled QB1. Um, So it's kind of like his show now. It's expected. Second year in the league. He's going up against a new defense, different from last year, no matter who was in practice last year and this year. I mean, last year. So I expected. I'm loving the spirals he's throwing. He's got a new helmet. Um, Terry McLaurin, I feel like he's the kind of person who's going to give it to you straight, whether we're struggling or whether we're doing great. He's not going to blow smoke. So him saying that he's taking the, the bulls by the horns and leading us, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Terry so. McLaurin, um, I, he gets the ball out fast. His footwork is getting better each week in OTAs, which you like to hear. So I'm, I'm excited. It's expected. Up and down. I wasn't expecting to come throw lights out because we did the same thing with Carson Wentz last year. Yeah. Stoner was keeping track. Seven touchdowns, no picks today. Eight touchdowns, <laughs> no picks today. Like he was keeping track. Yeah. And look what and I'll do it again this year. <laughs> we got we got Ashburn with that. So I'm <laughs> yeah. he's doing exactly as long as he's beating out J- Jacoby Brissett, which sounds like he's doing, I'm fine. I'm cool yeah. with it. I'm cool. Yeah, and, and I think the big the big thing about Sam Howell seemed to be from last year and how he progressed from the beginning of the year until the end of the year was his footwork. Yeah, that seemed to be the big thing, and he's getting a lot of praise, like you said, Trev, for his footwork. He has talked about how this offense is very wordy, and I think that might be a thing. But as long as he is committed to learning, studying, yes. working with EB all the time, working with Terry and them consistently going out there, because it's a brand new offense to him, and he's got to 
learn all of the words and the nomenclature and everything. But from everything that we're hearing about that part of the game is he is picking it up very well. Executing is a whole nother, a right. whole nother deal. But he is picking up those nuances of how the offense is supposed to be run. I think you talked about it early in the show about how they're getting out of the huddle quicker. So they're yeah. getting the play. He's getting the play mm-hmm. relayed. They're getting up to the huddle so that he can make decisions at the line. And, and that right. will help, especially a young quarterback, because you've got until 13 seconds on the play clock to where the the, the, the earphones the, yeah, or whatever are open. Out, yeah. So he can get up to – if they can get up to the line, EB can still talk to him. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. still say something like, they're in a two deep or whatever, look for this. And right. then the headset goes out. So that's – I think that's – very underrated part of offense is getting out of that huddle quick enough to where the offensive coordinator can t- t- still talk to you. Sean McVay does it all the time, still talking to his quarterback when he gets mm-hmm. up to the line. That's a big and deal. They're micing up the quarterbacks in practice already too, just to hear if he can take command and if he needs any help with the wording. So it's yeah, yeah. That, this is a big OTA for yeah. for Sam Howell and Gus Bus. I'm pretty sure Trev. Would not be okay with Sam Howell skipping OTAs uh, no. just because they're voluntary. This is a guy who not. needs to be there. Yeah. And it looks like the team's given every opportunity for him to be the QB1. And they're going to take some lickings, I think, early on. You heard some pretty good things from Jacoby Brissett uh, throwing like a 40-yard seam pass to uh, Cole Turner. Or no, John Bates, sorry, it was to yeah. Bates. Hey. John Bates has apparently looked really good in camp so far. Duh. <laughs> Try to tell you that offensive you wanna, uh, guard. You make him a guard or a tackle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's still some battles to be made, and we'll be talking more about OTAs. In fact, we have an opportunity to go next week. So some of your ref crew will be there, and we'll have some good stuff to talk about that next week. But we want to stay here with Sam Howell as we head into the cool down. As the number three has been opened up since uh, Dantzler has been released, should Sam Howe change off of his high school number 14 that's coming up here in the cooldown? If I hit the right button, it'd be coming 